sharing the peace and light of Islam with Sirius FM. These are people at the time of the morning uh, where we decided, hey, let's bring Mufti Smith on, man. Let's bring him on. It's a hot season. He's been doing brilliantly on the platforms of uh, Sirius FM. And he's, he, it is his segment, uh, Quick Fire Q&A with uh, our very own uh, Mufti Ibrahim. Oh eight four seven eight six three seven two zero. Get in your questions uh, this morning. Mufti Saab, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I know you're on a lecture tour, but uh, Jazakallah khaira for joining us this morning on your segment Quick fire Q&A with Mufti Brian Smith. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Shafat, uh, Yusuf and our esteemed listeners, yes, this is also part of the tour. This is, uh, you know, one of the most important segments because uh, we get to answer the queries and questions of the people and the listeners get to benefit from all of these questions also, G. Well, you can see the questions are flying. They're actually raining. Assalamu alaikum. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa should ask the Sahaba for advice, was there differences or disagreement in the opinion? Jazakallah khair. And I'll just add another question there, Mufti Sahab, so you can answer two in one. Assalamu alaikum. If the husband touches the wife from the waist up, only gusul was necessary for the husband. Is gusul necessary for the wife in order to perform salah? Hey, hey. I don't know. Yeah, something's happening there, Mufti. Uh, but uh, your response. <laughs> yes, uh, regarding the first question, uh, when Rasulullah made mashura with the Sahaba, you know, may Allah be pleased with all of them, was the difference of opinion? Yes, there was difference of opinion. One incident that comes to mind is uh, with the captives related to the captives of the battle of, of uh, the battle of Badr. So Rasulullah asked Abu Bakr radiallahu for his opinion, and he asked Sayyidina Umar radiallahu for his opinion also, and uh, they gave uh, contradictory views. They have gave opposite opinions, and Rasulullah was inclined towards the opinion of Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu but Allah subhanahu wa taala revealed. Uh, the verse uh, that coincided with the opinion of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala'an. And uh, so we can see that in the lifetime of Rasulullah they had difference of opinion. It was valid opinions, you know, so we have difference of opinion today also. But that is with regards to academic issues and not differences of the hearts. Uh, that is a dangerous uh, shafat. Difference of opinions, they will always exist. That uh, 99% we agree upon something, 1% we don't uh, agree, we disagree. So that should be taken in its context also. Uh, question number two, that Husserl will only become wajib on the wife if she, she herself is in a, a Napak state, you know, if she herself is in an impure state. If she's not in an impure state, then mere touching will not necessitate ghusl upon the wife, G. Yeah, Mufti, great answer there. Uh, Mufti, assalamu alaikum. Uh, please advise, I am going to slaughter, but I started clipping my nails as per usual on Thursday. I completely, I completely, I completely forgot. What's my position, huh, Mufti? Yes, we are insan, we are human, and we tend to forget things. These things happen, you know. So uh, it is uh, sunnah for a person uh, that intends a slaughtering, meaning performing the actual kurbani, or the person that is purchasing, in a female, if it's a female, purchasing the animals for kurbani. So she intends to slaughter also. So uh, if you do that, you've clipped your nails, uh, you've trimmed, or whatever you did, uh, that will not render your kurbani invalid. You can still continue to slaughter, and uh, your kurbani will be valid. It doesn't have any impact on the validation of your kurbani. 
please ensure that uh, you do your qurbani still. That is uh, just uh, something that happened, uh, you forgot, and uh, you are human also, you know, that will be uh, overlooked, and uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will still reward you abundantly because of your intention, Ji. Yeah, adding to that question, he says, uh, can we uh, hang nails if we in pain? Uh, can we cut hang nails if we in pain or discomfort? Good question. Very good question. Yes, anything that causes harm to your body, uh, anything that causes you uh, discomfort, etc., uh, that you can uh, you can cut your nails. You know, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. If it is a chip nail also and it's causing you discomfort, uh, that you can do also uh, the clipping of the nails, etc. That is uh, being in unison with the people of Makkah and uh, the people in Haram. You know, to show that we are united with them in uh, their actions, and for that also we are being rewarded. G. Ah, dear Mufti Saab, uh, I heard for the first time uh, this morning on Sirius, uh, we cannot let children go around a toy cardboard Kaaba to get a Hajj feeling. What is the ruling? Jazakallah so much, Farzana Kaji. Ah, that's a very probing question, Mufti. Yes, I've been asked this question about two or three times this week. So one is getting the feeling of Hajj and one is uh, an actual illustration of uh, the Hajj procedure. So people or students normally, they will uh, have a box and uh, the teacher will illustrate to them, this is how you perform Tawaf seven times uh, around uh, the Kaaba and this is what you recite recite the Talbiya and these are the actions. So that is for learning and illustration purposes. I've seen Fatah of other ulama also as well. So I differ with them on this uh, in uh, in this regard, you know, I see it's permissible for illustration purposes. I see it's permissible to put a box there and to show people uh, that how to perform the tawaf, etc. There's different means and ways of teaching and teaching methodology. And uh, just because it wasn't done by people before us doesn't mean it is not permissible now for us to do uh, it in this way, illustrating how it should be done correctly, you know. So uh, there's many things that has changed over the past 14 centuries. I haven't come across any prohibition, uh, I mean, clear-cut nas on source or text that are uh, prohibited. Uh, this particular action from being implemented for illustration purposes. On the contrary, I find it for ta'aleem purposes, for teaching purposes, and uh, because ch- children grasp better with these things that they see, uh, a teacher can use a box and uh, teach them uh, how to make a tawaf around it. Jazakallah khairan ji. I remember that big uh, box they had on the 13th floor. Hey, that kabatullah, and we see our Juma talk there, hey? <laughs> I suppose that that's yeah. I saw that uh, it's still there. I think it is still there, uh, Shafat. I haven't been there for in like ages, you know, but uh, it is still there, G. Yeah, we used to give our Juma talk on the hot season. It was an ideal thing to have for practicality, you know, point at it and talk about it. But uh, a brilliant answer, Mufti. I concur with you. And uh, yeah, you, you put a smile on the dial there. Uh, looking at this question, it says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Is there something like Muslim pride, astaghfirullah al-aliyul azimu. Yeah, salam, Shafat. You know, last in my talk, I said one of the worst posters that I, I've seen, it came from the UAE, that actually said a pride, Mubarak, that will be included in my talk today. Uh, this is the low level uh, that some of uh, the members of uh, humanity or Muslims, whatever they call themselves, that they've stooped to, you know, calling it pride, Mubarak. And I've also said uh, on uh, uh, in my lecture last night in Calvin that uh, this is most probably one of the worst Eids in South Africa because uh, Eid will coincide with National Pride Day. So, so much istighfar in Tawbah needs to be uh, made. I don't know that we're celebrating Eid and uh, Allah's punishment can be imminent also. So uh, we have to be very, very 
very careful in uh, how we uh, uh, deal with these issues. You know, there's no such thing as uh, as uh, Muslim pride. Uh, it has no uh, attachment to Islam. It should be completely uh, divorced and detached uh, from Islam. You know, that is a personal choice that a misguided, gender-confused person has made upon himself, and that person cannot impose uh, his or hers view upon us, G. Uh, Mufti Saab, can Akika shares be included in a bull being slaughtered for Kurbani? Yes, so seven shares in any large animal, whether it's a camel, whether it's a bull, or whether it is a cow. Remember that, people, that uh, a sheep equals one share, and a large animal, that equals seven shares. So if you want to take a two shares for Akika, you're most welcome to do so, and the five uh, remaining shares can be uh, done on the, in, or in the name of uh, Kurbani. You can do that also, G. Mufti Saba, what is the ruling on making uh, make uh, to uh, on making a kurbani with a uh, with a sheep younger than one year old? It's a big issue about lamb and sheep and all that. You know, uh, people saying, "Yeah, that lamb three months, as long as the fat lamb or six. I mean, lamb is still a baby, uh, Mufti Saab. Yes, and lamb is more pricier than sheep also because sheep is normally a fully grown animal. So uh, the Fuqaha, they've stated that if the animal resembles a one-year-old animal, but it must be more than six months old, of course, you know, and uh, but it resembles it in, in both. Uh, in stature, then uh, that it will be permissible, meaning the kurbani will be counted as valid and uh, not invalid. So you can slaughter a sheep. People, you need to be very careful when you make purchases of these animals. You need to physically go and inspect these animals also, uh, because it is important uh, that you see that the animal is free of any defects and uh, false. Otherwise, you will have to pay uh, twice uh, for the same animal if your animal has any defect. You know, so rather take the time out and uh, take an expert and speak to the farmer or the kurbani. Uh, farm uh, owner and speak to him. You know, they're supposed to tell you good animals also, G. Mufti, check that uh, composite out there. Read that question. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the stake a lot business, you know, livestock, sheep, kurbani, lambs, live weight, live weight 45 to 50 kg, uh, randomized selection, uh, 3,950. So that's the price of a golden sheep, uh, Shafat. Uh, and then 40 to 45 uh, to 50 cages, that's, uh, of course, live weight. If you have to skin the animal, it will most probably be somewhere around the 28 kg uh, section, you know. Uh, can they use e-bucks uh, to make a kurbani then, Mufti? E-bucks is a gift that is gifted from uh, the company, so it's considered as a credit. You can use e-bucks. You use it for other things to purchase uh, you use it uh, to buy fuel, you use it to buy gifts, you, you can use it in a store. So similarly, this is a transaction. We are purchasing a commodity. In this case, it is a sheep. So there's no uh, problem in uh, using your e-bucks to pay for your kurbani. It is uh, money, after all, Shafar, just in an e-form, G. Mm, euros. Yeah, dollars. Sterling. <laughs> I don't know. Give me a gold dinar, people. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm checking my dollar. I got one here, Mufti. Look at this thing. You know what it is? It's 10 billion. I'm not lying. I got the blue one right in front of me. 10 billion Zim dollars, Mufti. Hey, I'm a billionaire. That is, you, that's worth about 10 cents, bar, so at least you're worth something, Shabbat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to keep that soon Zim. You know, in 100 years' time, that 10 billion, it'll be worth 10 billion. I'm telling you. Zimbabwe is going to become a billionaire's country. Uh, Mufti, stop moving. Uh, are you okay? I'll give it to you. I, uh, Mufti, <laughs> it says, yeah, I received a message stating it is uh, Bidda performing Kurbani upon uh, 
upon the Prophet, uh, peace be upon him. Is this correct, Mufti? I saw this message coming. I don't know where it came from. You know, it's normally these uh, no-name messages that uh, disturb uh, the community and society so much. That's why you must always verify any information that you receive, especially on uh, social media. So uh, I think the post read something that it's a bid'ah. Uh, an innovation to for, perform qurbani upon Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Again, uh, the person who composed that message has absolutely no idea of the hadith and the sayings and actions of Sahaba radiallahu anhum. That is pure, pure uh, ignorance, uh, shafat. That uh, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, a person came came to him and asked him, uh, "What is this? You know, what's up? What are you busy doing?" He says, uh, I'm performing a qurbani uh, upon Rasulullah as Rasulullah has instructed me to do. So Sayyidina Ali, the son-in-law of Rasulullah and a member, a family a member of uh, the blessed household. So he performed qurbani upon Rasulullah because Rasulullah instructed him to do. So that the hadith is mentioned in Abu Daud and Tirmidhi. And from that, the ulama, they've deduced that it is permissible to perform. It is not compulsory. It is not wajib. It is just permissible for a person to slaughter on behalf of Rasulullah and who does not want to offer a sacrifice you know or at least uh, send the rewards to Rasulullah after all that he is our Habib he is our beloved and he is the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also G. I have a foster child and want to know if she will inherit from my estate a foster child unfortunately will not inherit from your estate because it is not your own child. It is not related uh, to you uh, via blood. So uh, the child will not be uh, receiving anything from your estate. However, you can include uh, a foster child. In this case, you say it's a female. So you can include her in your wasiya. Wasiya is a bequest that should not exceed uh, 30 or one third uh, of your entire estate. So you can include, you know, make a bequest that upon your death that uh, this foster child will receive uh, at least one third of your estate or you can uh, give her in your lifetime also if you want to avoid any dispute after your demise. So there's a few options for, uh, for you available that uh, please make sure that you choose the best one. Jazakumullah ji. Uh, can one inhale a Vicks or a nasal product in a Hiram Amafi? That is not considered as perfume, Vicks and uh, nasal. You know, people suffer from congestion. I suffered from congestion last year on Hajj, and because it's uh, dust and uh, wind and, and heat and all these factors together, many people suffer respiratory uh, problems there. Uh, it is normal. They're coming from cold South Africa, going to a uh, home, uh, Makatul Makarrama, Azizia, and Mina, and all these places. So that's considered as medicine, uh, Shafat, and medicine is permissible to use in Haram, especially uh, when a person uh, suffers from uh, chronic uh, nasal disorders, whereby a person needs uh, that uh, mental, uh, you, know, you know, just to keep the nasal passages open in order uh, to facilitate the easy breathing that side. So it is permissible. There's no penalty in dumb to be paid upon that G. We are slaughtering uh, 20 sheep uh, this either. Can I sell the skin? MashaAllah, that Allah subhanahu wa accept your qurbani. You know, 20 sheep is a lot. That uh, fortunately you cannot sell the skins of uh, qurbani uh, uh, animals. <coughs> you can gift it uh, to some poor people 
or you can uh, also use it for personal usage. So people normal, normally use it. They give it to sick people, Shafat, and uh, they, they put on the beds of those people who are bedridden, you know, so they don't get uh, bed sores, etc. Or you can use it as seed covers, or you can use it for any other purpose, or just give it to some poor person. What the poor person does to that is entirely his or her business, that uh, as long as you've gifted it, but you cannot sell it to the Kurbani farm. And you cannot sell it to make a profit. If you've sold it, you have to take that money and give it away in charity also, G. Look at that composite on the screen, Mufti Saab. It's from Ibrahim Patel. I can read there. It says, of course, we do support the AII. I don't know. Read that to Mufti. Tell me. <laughs> I mean, comment on the composite. You know, I think I was one of the first people when I said LGBTQ, uh, let God burn them quickly. That was in my lecture two weeks ago. And uh, now, uh, then people made another one saying, uh, you know, let's get back to the Quran. Uh, and now a, a new one has come out now that's saying that, uh, let's go bomb Tiyal Avi, so Allahumma Amin. Uh, you know, that will happen in due time, inshallah, when uh, Dajjal will be uh, slaughtered uh, at uh, Babilut in, uh, in that uh, place. Because what they're doing to uh, our brothers and sisters in uh, Palestine, it is completely, completely unacceptable. Uh, you have the Devil's Alliance there in Cape Town parading in all these pride colors, but completely silent about the atrocities that is happening to our brothers and sisters in Palestine. And yet some of our people will still go in and uh, vote for them. You know, So the, these people, they are the alphabet community. I call them the alphabet community because every time there's a new uh, letter of the alphabet added to that. So uh, it's LGBTQ plus E. R-X-T-Y. I don't know what is coming next. Allah protect us from uh, the satanic agenda, G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sahib. Uh, should the Tashil uh, Maktab uh, syllabus uh, still be uh, replaced after JUSA sent out recommendations? That recommendation I saw, so that was just playing with words. Jews are busy playing with words here again, trying uh, to fool the public. The damage has been done. So many innocent children uh, that they have read that uh, they have a misunderstanding of the actual uh, interpretation of Surah Al-Kafirun. Now they want the teachers to rectify their grievous uh, uh, mistake uh, that they made, you know, with regards to the correct meaning of that verse. So, yes, that uh, syllabus should be taken out. It should be discarded. In fact, it should be burnt, you know, because it is filled with corruption. The entire syllabus needs to be scrutinized by a, a panel of experts uh, before uh, people or maktabs or any other institutions start teaching. That That is one thing. The other thing that uh, I'm waiting on them to rectify is their false attribution of democracy to uh, the beloved son-in-law of Rasulullah Sayyidina Uthman where on a single page they used the word democracy five times and uh, said it was it did speak, you know, and uh, we know that democracy is a kufr principle it is the negation of the total absolute sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and handing down power to uh, human beings, so uh, that is what democracy is in a nutshell coming from the Greek word, I don't think they understand the meaning and the origins of these words, they're just putting it in to get, a, uh, you know, the green light and a pat on the back from the government so all these Jusa series uh, books uh, that needs to be replaced. There's other good syllabus out there. Uh, there's a Ta'alimi board in KZN also. You can uh, uh, ask them for a syllabus. And uh, there's uh, the Wifaq syllabus also. There's so many other syllabus out there that will protect the Akhidah of your children. Parents, it is up to you uh, to make the decision that what your children are being taught is correct, G. Can uh, Qurbani meat uh, be given to non-Muslims? Yes, in the Hanafi Madhab, you can give Qurbani meat uh, to uh, non-Muslims, uh, you know, as a gift, you can give it to them. 
for those people following the Shafi Madhab, you can only give it to uh, Muslim uh, people. So all those uh, Qurbani meat that you received and you have excess meat, you cannot give it to uh, non-Muslims. You will have to give it to a poor Muslim. If that poor Muslim gives it to a non-Muslim, then that is uh, his prerogative. Uh, as long as your amanat has been discharged, that you gave it to a Muslim G. Can we uh, fast at the Arafah with Makkah? Hey, Shafat, this question recurring every year, you know, uh, people will be fighting about Arafah. So just as Allah subhanahu, you know, there's a difference between Arafah and Arafat. So Arafat is the name of the place where you congregate on the 9th of Dhul Hijjah. The 9th of Dhul Hijjah is called uh, the day of Arafah. So Arafah is a specific name given to a specific date. And you can only establish a date if you've cited the Quran, uh, if you've cited the moon and the moon can only be done as Likulli Baladin Ru'yatuhu, as the Sahaba radiallahu did and practiced for over uh, or in their lifetime, you know, and for over 14 centuries we've been doing the same. That every place, every town, every uh, 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 country has its own sighting. And even the Saudis are there encouraging the people to follow their own local sighting. So fasting for you is on the 9th. You have to look at your calendar and don't look at what the Hujaj are doing. The Hujaj are busy with specific actions that you cannot do that. They're not even fasting on the 9th of uh, Dhul Hijjah on the day of Arafah. You are fasting, so they're not even fasting, you know. So, uh, yes, you fast on the 9th of uh, of uh, Dhul Hijjah, wherever it uh, coincides with your local uh, moon sighting, and uh, that will be counted. You'll still be getting uh, the reward of uh, of that, inshallah. Ji. Uh, Mufti Sahaba, does a sheep with one blind eye suffice for Qurbani? Uh, it won't suffice for Qurbani. You will have to go back and you will have to replace that animal. See, that's what I said earlier. You need to inspect your animals. Uh, sometimes we're not experts. And uh, the person selling it should inform the people also. He, there should be complete honesty, Shafat. And, uh, you know, that if you've sold a person a, a sheep with uh, one blind eye, then uh, replace it. There's nothing wrong with it. But you that purchase it, that you're responsible for that now because you purchase it uh uh, with an open heart, so replace that animal, it won't suffice, G. What are the rewards for fasting on the 9th of Dhul Hijjah? The fasting on the 9th of Dhul Hijjah, see, that's also called the day of Arafah. So at least uh, the previous uh, year since, uh, and the current year since, they will be forgiven. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, see, the great reward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept in store, uh, for this ummah, for those people who are able to fast on the 9th of, uh, of uh, Dhul Hijjah, according to one narration of Abu Huraira, radiallahu ta'ala an shafat. So we encourage everyone to fast, uh, everyone who's able to fast, you know, let them fast on that particular day, inshallah. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive uh, their sins on uh, that day, G. Can we celebrate Eid with Makkah? Again, uh, Shafat, you know that uh, we don't uh, perform Maghrib with uh, Makkah, we don't perform uh, Fajr Salah with Makkah, we don't break our fast with Makkah. There's specific ibadah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept for different places and spaces. And in that way, that the entire dunya is always occupied in ibadah. There's no unity in celebrating Eid with Makkah. The Sahaba, radiallahu ta'ala, didn't do that. Uh, they celebrated their own Eid uh, in their respective towns according to their local sightings. So we are not more knowledgeable than them. They understood the Sharia better. We take lessons and derive lessons from them in their understanding and how they applied Sharia because they were the people, the direct students of 
Rasulullah sallam. If uh, people today are citing that we should have unity, at least have one Eid, where's the unity in that? The Sahaba didn't understand that to be this unity. So how come you all of a sudden coming in the 21st century and citing unity? We, we have this unity in so many other key issues, uh, but we can't find unity there. But for Eid, we want to have unity. So that is also far-fetched, uh, Shafa, that's hollow. Uh, calls people are making this to the real unity, you know, that the unity is that we stand together, we unite and we implement the Sharia as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to implement and fight against all the forces of battle. That is true unity, G. What about those, uh, you know, that make the argument that there's only one Arafah, Mufti? Yes, there's only one Arafah, but Arafah for who? There's Arafat, like, like I said, the Shafat, which is the name of of uh, the place, and there is Arafah. So it, the same with Laylatul Qadr. So if uh, Laylatul Qadr is in Mecca uh, on, on a Thursday, and uh, it is the 26th of Ramadan, so meaning only they will get Laylatul Qadr. The same argument applies there. So then we will be deprived. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not kept it like that. He made Ibadah in a 24-hour cycle and uh, uh, in a uh, you know a 12-month period. So if they get Laylatul Qadr, we can ask them the same thing. If Mecca and Laylatul Qadr the night before us, won't we uh, have Laylatul Qadr the next day here when it's the 27th night by us, so meaning that we will be deprived. The same argument can be used for that also. So that's why I say that uh, the argument is inconclusive. It is incorrect. You know, that uh, they're saying there's only one Arafah. Yes, uh, there's only one Arafah, but Arafah is for the Hujjah. You've been tasked with fasting on the 9th of the Hujjah. You cannot uh, jump and skip a day and it is only the 8th for you here and you want to make it the 9th. You cannot because now you're identifying uh, you just, uh, no different than the people out there who are identifying as a transgender and identify. You, you can't just identify a day for another day. The days has been made like that, then it is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created it. You know, as it is mentioned in uh, Surah Tawbah Shafat, so people need to uh, correct their views, you know, in, uh, in this way, inshallah, that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray that Allah accept their in- intentions and uh, good deeds also, G. Yeah, Mufti, you're going to have a lovely tour there. You're firing on all cylinders. A quick fire Q&A, yeah, mashallah, really. I enjoyed it, and uh, even Yusuf Asmali is full of smiles. Uh, your parting words uh, before we let you go? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite our hearts, Shifat. I think the, 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 you know, asking Allah to unite our hearts, that is key and critical now. And uh, may we raise our voices against all the battle that is happening here. Uh, I'm, I'm speaking about that Pride uh, uh, Day coming now, the 28th. And of course, uh, that uh, other uh, uh, things happening in the country also. Allah grant us all afiat and Allah protect us. Jazakum la khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to our Mufti Ibrahim Smith and Jazakallah khaira to all of you for sending in those probing questions. And people, don't forget, don't forget Qurbani 2023. Let's uh, Sirius FM make your Qurbani for you. Animals slaughtered and distributed on your behalf. Our telephone 082851-7500-082851-3463. India 320 rands, Malawi 900 rands, and Syria 4200 rands. Sirius FM First National um, Bank a branch two five one two four two account sixty two seventy two sixty six twenty eight zero one reference Q I Q M or Q S and your name Sirius FM broadcast in the East Rand in South Africa on one oh five point seven megahertz and on audio streaming to more than hundred and twenty countries across the world at www.siriusfm.mobi Yusuf Asmal Jazakallah Khaira for Top Tech and uh, Inshallah. 
You have a blessed, a blessed weekend ahead. And to all the listeners too, you have a mashallah and a blessed weekend ahead. Keep it locked on to Sirius FM for brilliant broadcasting and lovely nasheed interspersed. And uh, don't forget uh, that later on, will be 14 the Ruth, Ayat uh, from the Noble Quran, and also Mufti A.K. Hussain will be giving uh, the translation of the Jumma Kudba from the Holy Lands. Uh, from the team and I, till we uh, meet you again, we uh, bid you, okay, okay, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.